0: welcome to this latest edition of the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson. Thanks once again for joining us. And joining us once again, I don't know why we keep having him back, but he keeps (laughs) showing up. So, Pastor Phil Allen. Phil, welcome back. Thank you,
1: Kevin. You can't just turn me away at the door all the time, so I appreciate that you let me in every
0: now and then. Every now and then, when we get real desperate, we get to scrape up the bottom of the barrel and No, but on a serious note, we are going to be talking about a pretty serious topic that um, I think we both have some personal experience, and most people have personal experience Mm -hmm. with this, and that is a topic of grief or grieving. Um, I know you have recently lost your father Uh, this past year. Both my grandparents uh, passed away, and really everyone has to deal with this subject. It's it's common to every man because every man is going to die. And so we all experience grief, but I think as Christians sometimes there's confusion um, about what to do with that. so we first want to define what grief is, and so how would you I, I I was thinking about that today and think how do I define grief? I know it's a it's a sorrow, it's a sadness. Mm-hmm. What would you add to that
1: well i think I think you're right first of all that we do all experience it, but um I also think that yeah, we'll get into it, but that we as Christians sort of are uncomfortable with being okay experiencing it. But Mm I I think it one way or another, whatever the circumstances are, I really think it's it's an emotional reaction to loss. Yeah, there's been a loss of some sort in our case, a loved one, you know. But it can be a a diagnosis of illness. Mm -hmm. It can be a loss of a job. It you know. Sure. but we experience loss in life, and there's there's an emotional, sometimes profoundly deep emotional response yeah. to that. And, and that's what grief is. It's not a choice. It's not a decision. Right. It's just an inbuilt emotional response to loss.
0: Yeah, I was looking at definitions, and I came across this one from the Mayo Clinic, and I thought this was good. Grief is the natural reaction to loss. Natural. You said it's not a choice. It's not something you choose to do because no one really would choose to. Um, But it's something that comes up at you through a terrible circumstance. Again, a a loss of of some sort. So we turn to the scriptures. (laughs) And as Christians, we want to look at this from a Christian perspective. I think the number one verse that uh, most people turn to is First Thessalonians. And I think sometimes it's misused. Yeah. Um, and not only misused, but uh, manipulated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring... Uh, with him, those who have fallen asleep. So, the context of 1 Thessalonians, we're talking about a church that um, we're talking about the end times to begin with. And the church at Thessalonica um, was coming to grips with the fact that they've been waiting for the second coming, they've been waiting for Jesus to come back. And in the long period, of course, we believe he hasn't come back yet, we're not post millennial or anything, and uh, people are dying. And they were expecting this in their lifetime, so what do we do with these people who are dead? And so we still have a hope. And I think this hope is talking about particularly the second coming. But how would you look at this verse?
1: Well, yeah, I, I, the context you laid out is perfect, and and I think
0: okay, it, write that down. I don't know if I've ever been I, called perfect before, and not. and certainly not right.
1: by me. But right. um, but I think that you're right. The context is perfect, and and they're 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 grappling with okay, so we have this faith that we thought would shelter us from this loss. It doesn't shelter us from this loss. And so what do we as Christians do? And, and it's, it's really come home to me. This is the first, the death of my dad is the first real personal experience of a profound grief that I've had. I've, I've been a pastor a long time. I've, I've read things, I've studied things, talked people through it, but um, it's the first profound experience with it I've had, you know. And and so what what Paul does for them is, is he never says don't grieve, right. And sometimes I I almost feel like we as Christians want to say that to each other, yes. Like, well and remember, do. yeah. And and the sense is you latch on rightly to that hope. We there's hope in that passage. There's hope in death there's right. hope for life but it's almost like we want to say because of that hope don't grieve it doesn't say that it says grieve
0: but not like there isn't any right. hope or grieve with hope and that produces guilt yes. in so many people of well i know he's in a better place or i know he's oh. with christ now so i shouldn't be sad but so why am i sad and right when we misuse that verse you know the verse next verse I've got looking at here Romans twelve fifteen, um, gives us almost the opposite command: rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, or uh, some translations mourn with those yeah. who mourn. So we're commanded to mourn as yeah. that's that's how I greet others going through grief. Yeah, to understand
1: mourning, and I think and I think just honestly that's kind of probably part of our problem yeah. is. It's hard for me to mourn with someone else. Mourning right. is uncomfortable. Yeah. It's uncomfortable for the person going through it, certainly, but it's uncomfortable for the people around them. Right. And and embracing someone who's mourning is difficult. It's it's much easier to want to give give an answer that just makes it immediately better in that moment. Yeah. And you can go and and have a snack and laugh or something. Right. And to just say I, I literally, in fact, had someone, I was having a rough day with it. I literally had someone say, yeah, but he's in heaven, so. <laughs> yeah. You well, know, and they, and they stopped the sentence. So, right. And and I didn't, but I felt like saying, so what? Yes, he's in heaven. That's awesome. I'm glad for him. I have that hope. I understand that. I believe it. But it still really stinks for right. me. I miss him. And... um but that's hard. We don't want to embrace the pain of it no. and just let it be painful.
0: Right. I I remember in high school, not high school, it was college. Um, it, it seems almost trivial now, but at the moment, uh, it was a deep loss. Um, I I just broken up, uh, and by broken up, I was I was ditched. Okay, <laughs> um, this person just dropped me, drop kicked me to the door. Um, to put it kindly. But um, it wasn't that bad. But at the time, it just felt like, I mean, we were, we were talking about marriage, and this was like, uh, you know, I was up on cloud nine the whole time. She wasn't, but as you can tell. Um, but anyway, when when that broke up occurred, I remember just in the depths of despair. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just launched me into, I'm not a person who normally gets depressed uh, but that was the the deepest depression I've ever been in, and I remember just struggling to find my way out of it. Just and, and I recall one evening in particular where I just felt like if something didn't change right there and then, I was going to do something stupid. Or just mm. and it's just i like, okay, I, I've got to do so. I I called literally every person I could think of, and <laughs> I um, I didn't get a hold of a lot of people. It was just a bad night. Um, it was a Friday night, and. Um, some people I did call and it was just like, oh well, hope you feel better, you know. Right. And it's just platitudes that just meant nothing. So I finally had a hold of a friend of mine, who I explained the situation, and the only thing I heard on the other end of the phone was just weeping. Mm. It was just tears. Wow. And and she just said, "I'm so sorry for you. I know this is rough." And that's all. I, there there was no consolation. There was no. Uh, platitude, there was no, here, read this Bible verse, and I remember hanging up the phone thinking, okay, I'm going to make it through this, yeah. I, in a way that was unexplicable, inexplicable, and, and uh, but weeping with those who weep, and weep I, I don't know, um, yeah. that's, again, it, it's, it's awkward, and it's difficult, mm-hmm. but I found, at least in that situation, that, that helped me more than anything else, to know yeah. that someone else cared
1: Know that somebody else cared and, and to... My grief was real.
0: They validated it. Yeah. So, and
1: yeah. I was going to... What I was going to say was almost to have permission. Yeah. You know, that that um, there were actually a couple times, Kevin, you, um, amazingly enough, would ask me how I was doing or something like that. And there were several times where you said, Phil, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it was amazing to me what a release that was mm-hmm. to have somebody who knows Christ, who understands the hope... And to say it's okay that this hurts it's okay that 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 this is a bad day you don't have to be okay right and um i think that's really really important you know it reminds me i I know another verse that that we had mentioned was john 11 yeah where where lazarus dies you know and and jesus close to lazarus in whatever way and and ends up getting there intentionally but after the funeral after the burial and and all of that and and that that little verse of verse 35 is just Jesus wept. Yeah. You know which is such a fascinating little
0: verse. It's it's more than just Bible trivia.
1: It is. It, and it's and you know cuz why is he weeping? He, he as Jesus he knows he's about to right. raise Lazarus from the dead. Yeah. And so it's not Lazarus, it's not even those people there, it's not even himself. You know and and I just I absolutely believe that he's weeping for yeah. the loss, the grief that death brings right. us. He's standing there on the edge of it and saying, if anyone understood hope. Yeah. You know, if anyone right. understood the, the for a believer, the glory of death, it was yeah. Jesus. But standing there on the edge of it and weeping for us and, and the cost that it is to us to experience it is just such a beautiful spot and and it's so affirming of what grief right is
0: yeah i find it interesting that same passage uh at the beginning of the passage where jesus is just being told um he he just he isn't told hey uh lazarus you know your friend lazarus he's uh he's dying but it, it, it literally says the person that you love yeah. uh, just emphasize the person that you love is dying and so again he he, he waits until after the death to actually come but the emphasis there you love this person and i think that is what explains verse 35 mm-hmm. um I, i've heard some people try to explain that away it was just yeah uh, he was weeping for the lack of faith or yeah. no, death is yeah. and fast forward and you see jesus in the garden before mm-hmm. uh he's crucified and this is not a person who's facing death like eh, you know i know what's going to happen jesus knew he was going to be resurrected right. jesus knew this had to happen But there he is struggling with the Father. If there's any other way, let this cup pass before me, because death is just not an easy thing to do.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And that you know, it it goes back to the garden, uh, you know, the Garden of Eden. It goes back to uh, again, even Psalm 23, that that death we 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 shouldn't downplay death. Right. It is the result of sin. It's catastrophic. It was meant to be. To show us how horrible of a thing um, sin really is, and how devastating.
1: Yeah, and I think, and 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 ultimately, if you go back to the garden, you know, there's a very real sense where it's it's something we're not designed for. Yeah, right. You know, apart from the fall, we're not designed to yeah, die, that's, that's and we're great. not designed to have the people around us die. Right. And so, I love your word "catastrophic." It is catastrophic for us because it's not part of the design that god built yeah. and i and i and and we as believers need to respect the the power of that right. um in the form of grief and and and
0: understand that it is just rough and i think that shows us just what victory christ is able to win here mm-hmm. and the fact that he has defeated death the fact that you know, in Revelation 21, death will be no more. Death itself will die is uh, a huge deal. So we we can't just downplay it. I remember a, a pastor friend of mine years ago, um, his 18-year-old son, a kid I knew very well, uh, was studying to be a pastor, just a great kid, but was killed by a drunk driver. Mm-hmm. And going to the funeral was almost sickening mm-hmm. um, because it was all decked out as a classroom oh, because wow. he had graduated and there was no crying aloud because this is a good thing oh. and I just thought this this is weird this just can't well it, it would be about a year later where finally that that pastor broke down and uh, a, a, a mutual friend of ours uh, was there with him he said you know you, he had never allowed himself any grief and it just all came gushing. It's going to come. It is. Um, because you know. death is such a horrible thing. Yeah. So in, in our dangers to avoid section, um, I thought it would be good to talk about things not to say. And we already kind of <laughs> covered that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that, you know, you want to stay away from that. That Platitudes don't work, don't work. And they shouldn't work. And they're almost offensive. Yep. So. So Phil, what are some things you shouldn't say? Well, don't don't say, "Well, he's in
1: heaven," so yeah, you know, and and make it like everything's okay. And I think that's the underlying thing is just don't try to make everything okay. Yeah, don't try to offer an answer that makes the person feel better. Right. You know, don't 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 make it theological. You know, yeah. because that that honestly, even in the in the truth of it, for me at least, in the midst of it, doesn't help. You right. know, and and so. I think don't negate the grief yeah. is, is ultimately what what I'm getting at. And I think we, we do that because, in part, we're uncomfortable with it. I think we do that because we don't know what to say. Yeah. And so, you know, we want to say something positive, you know, and, and, and in saying something positive, we say something that, that somehow minimizes or or even makes you feel guilty for the grief itself. Right. And so um you know try try to affirm your grief um i had somebody so on the positive side maybe what to say i think the thing i've appreciated more than anything else is something that i didn't i didn't really anticipate um but you know there are several people who knew my dad real well and some who i didn't know you know but but would have come up over the last couple months and just said you know, I knew your dad and and, and he had yeah. this impact on me or, or I right. so appreciated this about him or something. And, you know, I guess maybe if, if you knew the person and there's something positive you can say about that person, right? that's been amazing mm. for me. But I think the thing's not to say, don't, just don't offer the
0: platitude answers. Yeah. And let me, add, just don't, be sad, be sad. Yeah. Don't be happy. Um, don't try to put on the fake smile or whatever. Whether you're yeah. the person grieving or you're trying to help the person grieving, just be sad. I think as Christians, we we have to feel like we have to put on this plastic smile yeah. and just be happy all the time. Um, otherwise, somehow our faith is invalid. Yeah. And no, that's that's not the case. You need to be the person God designed you to be. Yeah, it, um,
1: it gets to our larger problem of... of- We as Christians somehow have a sense we shouldn't have problems. Right. You know, I shouldn't overeat, but I do. And we shouldn't have marital struggles, but we do. And we shouldn't be discouraged, but we are. And, you know, that we have that sense that because of our faith that it should just overwhelm everything right. and everything should be perfect and it isn't it's a fallen world and we're fallen people you know
0: and another a passage just jumped out not a passage but a book the book of job mm-hmm. it, it's interesting every time i teach through job and i'm getting ready to do that again soon um i ask my students tell me the story of job and they'll they'll give the basics you know there's a conversation between satan and god and i've seen my servant job okay so Job gets everything taken away. He goes through some suffering. And then at the end, he gets everything back and all this stuff. And I said, that's great. Well, you just told me three chapters of a 42-chapter book. <laughs> right. The, re- the remaining mm-hmm. chapters, you told me the first two chapters and the last chapter. But the rest of that book is a book of grief. And you mm-hmm. see Job in the midst of terrible suffering, uh, even questioning his faith and questioning God. And you could see that again in the Psalms as sure. well. Um, you know, you look at Psalm 42, uh, even Psalm 42, 43, 44, 45, that whole, that whole section. No. Um, you have the psalmist in the dip, the depths of despair, and no. not always a solution to it. Right. Um,
1: and you see Job's friends trying to offer right, him solutions exactly. to it.
0: Uh, yeah. His tormentors yeah. <laughs> at this point. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's not an easy solution other than um you know we can as as we looked at first thessalonians we do have hope um you know i mentioned here uh matthew 5 the beatitudes that blessed are those Mm -hmm. who mourn for they will be Be comforted comforted, and but those aren't immediate things you know the psalms tell us that joy comes in the morning um but that's after the night yeah um but we do have hope but again don't expect that immediately and it shouldn't be immediately
1: yeah and don't expect it to be a smooth slope you know because it it comes and it goes and and the grief comes and goes and if you've been through it you know that things set it off that are obvious that would set it off sometimes it just comes out of the blue and sometimes it's weird you know i think another thing i'd say is just it's okay to be affected by it you know, and it's not always sadness. One of the things I've really struggled with that's just been really interesting to me is just a lack of motivation. Hmm. It's not even, it, I'm I'm aware of depression and, and I'm aware of what that feels like. It's not even depression. It's just I don't want to do anything. Right. You know, and, and, and I think I've I've found there are days where it's been important for me to say, you know what, I don't want to do anything and I don't care. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. I'm going to just go goof around or whatever. And, right. And so that's been unexpected to me. That mm. it, I know it's a very individual process, but uh, it's okay to be affected by it, and and even be affected by it in ways that seem very
0: strange. Well, in terms of application, I, I think we've been um, applying this in mm-hmm. a personal way throughout. But is there anything you want you want to add in that? When idea? you when
1: when when I started thinking about the application, you know, because that's that's really where the rubber meets the road. The word that kept coming through to me was grace Hmm. you know give yourself some grace give yourself some slack let let yourself have the room to feel whatever it is and 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 the grieving process feels everywhere from the joyful memories through just the really dark difficult times give yourself the slack to feel it Um, and then in terms of, of with someone else who's going through grief give them grace don't don't try to push them past it even with hope don't try to push them past it just give them the grace and the acceptance to embrace the spot they're in yeah and i think if if we could could latch on to the idea of grace flowing underneath it our response for ourselves and other people it would take us a long way
0: all right well our last section is recommended resources i've got two here um and the first i kind of Found by Accident, Grieving Our Path Back to Peace by James White. Mm-hmm. Um, James White's one of my favorite theologians. And so I saw this book, I thought, this this doesn't feel like a James White book. Um, but I, I, I bought it anyway. I think it was on sale. And uh, this actually, I, what I didn't realize was before uh, he really got his apologetics ministry started, he served as a hospital chaplain. And, and this book kind of cool. comes out of That experience is very practical, very helpful. Um, It's actually one of his best-selling books, if people don't don't know who he is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But that's very helpful, some very practical stuff in there. Just talking about the grieving process and how to cope with that. Another book, um, Hope for the Hurting Heart, A Journey of Healing, by my friend Don Woodard. Um, Mm -hmm. Don and I don't agree on every little thing theologically, but uh, he has a strong love for people. And what he's written here is basically kind of like a journal. Um, to go through with, with scriptures to, to consider some thoughts to journal down and again he emphasizes that this isn't going to be just a uh, overnight get better read this verse and mm. no take some time I think this is a 30 day uh, book if I recall um, and just go through th- 40 oh, that's days a good idea. Um, go through journal some thoughts and uh, again let, let God uh, do his work in a in a gradual way is there anything
1: that you would well recommend? I like I like both of those I like the devotional idea I haven't seen that one the uh, the grieving by white I've seen and I, I like that that's a short one too. yeah you know Less I, than 100 some, pages. sometimes those I know I I haven't felt like reading a treatise yeah um, which I'm gonna kind of counteract with with two other thoughts I have in books because one of them one of them is a grief observed okay. by CS Lewis which which takes the whole thing a little bit of a different direction, um, in in the terms that that C.S. Lewis in that is very 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 blunt about his battle with God yeah. and his wife's death. That wasn't really part of it in 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 my experience of my dad dying. I I have lost two nieces, um, both in their early twenties, mm. uh, and so you know I think it's important to. To realize kind of playing off the job idea, but also realize that grief there's a there can be an anger element to grief yeah. and um, and sometimes that anger is is directed at God and and right. certainly in Job at times it was and in the psalmist at times it was and I like the way c s Lewis sort of works through that, right. and I, I think that book can be helpful, but then the other thing that i the other book that I wanted to add um is, is a little bit also by way of warning um, but I think the book Heaven by Randy Alcorn okay. um, and I suggest that that's not necessarily an easy read yeah uh, and it's not short you know but but I say that because it's very thick it's, it's not short an it's an understatement, understatement. Yeah. and and it, it does take some waiting. so for example, I have not read that in the wake of my dad's right. death so so suggesting it is maybe an odd thought. But I, I suggest it because um, there is junk out there oh, about yes. heaven. And I think yeah. sometimes we're tempted to turn to the junk. Right. You know, and, and we're tempted to... The sensational stories, Yeah, the yeah. cute little things where somebody died and they came back and they're going to tell right. us all about it. You know, I think there are good... There's, there are real good biblical reasons to think God is probably not going to have someone do that. Yeah. And... Um, so books like Elkhorn's that are a genuine biblical treatment of, you know, what is dad experiencing right. now? Um, I think if you, if, when you get to the point in grief that you want to walk that path, and, and I'm not ready to do that with my dad yet, to be honest. But when you get to the point where you want to walk that path of what is dad's day like now? Um, Make sure you go to a biblical resource right. for that right. so that you're really getting the truth on it and not... Something
0: that is for real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> all right, well, Phil, Phil thank you for, for joining us today. Thank all of you for joining us. I think um, after the program, Phil's going to throw up a little bit. He said some nice things about me <laughs> that I, I think this is just making his stomach turn a little bit right now. <laughs> Uh, but thank you all for joining us, and I'm hoping this, uh, this podcast actually sounds better than the rest after I've been taking this new podcasting class and learned how to figure out some editing skills and whatnot. So hopefully you'll hear this better, and, uh, and that'll continue uh, throughout the week. So check out our website, www.basicbiblepodcast.org, and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, all that stuff, all the social media things. Uh, at uh, Basic Bible Cast on Twitter. So until next week, have a great rest of your week.